Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Elevate Retake. My name is Kelvin, very excited for this episode. Um, very excited for, I guess, what you can call a, a brand new season. I guess I'm going to call this season two of Retake just because I am now into my full year uh, being your host and it has been an honor. Um, it has been a blessing from God. It has impacted my life um, big time. And so God knew I needed this and I'm glad that I can that I can help uh, elevate in the ministry. Um, and so I just kind of wanted to shout out what God's been doing through us for the last year. Um, over the summer, we hit 12,000 downloads, um, which is all God's work along with you, wherever you're listening, literally around the world, which is really cool. We learned this summer of the extent that this podcast has gotten to. And so we're very happy for that. I've got three uh, unreal, unbelievable people that are sitting in the room with me. We'll get to them in just a second. Um, but yeah, consider this season two. School is back in session. Campus is full again. Church is full again. And uh, we are excited um, as, Pastor, as Pastor Michael, excuse me, continues on uh, giving us the word. And we'll continue to, to break it down and share it in some fantastic ways that hopefully then you can share with your family and your friends. You're the one that makes this all possible. And if you're a student on campus and if you're listening and you'd love to be on the podcast or reach out or send in some questions, you can do that through our Instagram. Right now in the description, you can find out how to do all that. All right, enough of me rambling. Let's get to the three gentlemen in the room. I wanted to kick off the year very strong. You'll hear from them in just a second. All three are leaders on our university campus. And I'm going to start from my left, and we will go clockwise around the room. Sir, could you please introduce yourself? Where are you from and uh, your major and what you do on campus? Hello, my name is uh, Joshua Nunez. I am from Dallas, Texas, where I live. I am a theology major and I am a student pastor. All right. Uh, President of the Theology Club, is that yes. right? Mm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. President right. of the Theology Club. Could, yes, couldn't forget sir. that. I love how you'd like to not mention that. Okay. <laughs> I got you. All right. Glad you're here. Thank you. Let's move on to the man sitting across from me, sir. Uh, hey, Kelvin. Hello, guys. It's an honor to be here with you today. My name is Alan Diaz. I am a sophomore theology major, psychology minor, and I feel very privileged to serve God as a student chaplain of personal ministries and a small groups coordinator here at Southwestern Events University. And today, wow, man, I feel very, I feel very honored. Thank you for the invitation. Hey, absolutely. Uh, to the man to my right, you're not uh, new to this scene before, but just in case, in a brand new season, go for it. I am not new. My name is Andres Canizales. I am a senior theology student here at Southwestern Adventist University, and it's good to be back for a brand new season of Elevate Retake. So if you counted that correctly, that's three guests, all theology majors, all student pastors, all leaders on campus. What a better way. I am... I am the minority here, which I love. I love the intellectual power that is in this room right now. Ah. Um, all right, Michael's been going through this through this series, and I want to take a very kind of uh, practical approach to the word um, community because I think it can mean a, a bunch of different things. But I figure since I've got three leaders on campus, I can grill them with some deep stuff here. So anybody can take this question whenever whenever you'd like. There's no order here. Whenever you have seen a successful community, whether that is on campus or in a church, 
what are some things that you have seen that that you can say, okay, that led to that success? Does the question make sense? Yeah, I think the first thing that I noticed is that they were focused first on God. They put God as a priority and God was going to be in charge of the rest. That They weren't, they didn't worry too much about all the little details because they trusted that God was in control and the program was for God. The activity was for God. Mm. Um, last, last, last semester, I was in Alvarado Spanish and they started this thing called uh, Friday uh, Jam Sessions. Um, and the first thing that, that they did was pray together, go together with God because they knew that God was going to be in control. Um, by faith was the activity done and the people around it or the people that they, they invited joined because God had put them there for a reason. Mm-hmm. But the first thing that has to be done is put your faith in God. Because only by putting our faith on God is the the results are going to happen. Yeah. What are some other key factors that you guys have seen that have worked in a in like a in like a community setting? Consistency. It's mm. uh why? Yeah. Um when when we talk about community, I I think a lot uh, about culture. Okay. So thinking about culture, uh when I was little, every time I would see something that is uh, made really well. My my family will say, "Oh, it's uh, it it's made like in a country where people is very consistent, where people is very responsible, where people is very, uh, dedicated." So I would say, oh, "Okay, so what does that mean?" Is uh, my my parents, my friends will say, will describe, yeah, because you know, in this place, like everybody is very, is they live very or in an order, like they follow an order, and everything is very respectful, very clean. So they are consistent. And then I would say, like, um, mom, I, I have no idea what consistency means. And then he and she will say, yeah, consistency is that you do something and you keep doing it. And since you keep doing it, it turns into part of your culture. So having this as your culture, like, I mean, well, I, I love what Andres said, like having God as the anchor of your culture and being consistent of it. And um, at the same time, like, I say it, but it's not. It's not that easy, right? It's sure. not. It's not that simple, like sure. to be like, oh man, like I'm gonna make uh, the five a.m. Uh, Bible study, like personal, <laughs> like personal devotion of five a.m. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm gonna make it part of my of my culture. Then it's like five a.m. and you're like, oh, all right, let, let's start tomorrow, right? Yeah. Let's start tomorrow with this culture, and and it's very hard, but uh, consistency is something that I would say plays a big role. Mm. Josh, what do you think makes a community successful? Honestly, um, I would say, how do I say it? Yes, love, but also accepting others' faults. Because especially in a church setting or in a group or whatever community, we were, we're all different. You know, we all have different worlds. We, have, we, we grew up different. So if we don't accept um, each other's um, faults or like uh, differences, nothing will work. And yeah, for sure, you know, God is at the center for sure. And we have to have consistency. We have to have all these things. But if we can't, but if we can't like agree with one, like we can't accept each other's faults then. So I would say having a large acceptance because God has acceptance for us. Something else that I that I think that Jesus did phenomenally when it came to dealing with people or or dealing with different communities and and making wherever he was feel like a very safe place. 
he never felt the need to kind of separate himself from like that person. He always kind of brought that person in. Um, it's a very broad question, but I'm curious what you guys think. Think on campus or even at your church. What are some steps to becoming a more maybe accepting community to whoever walks in through those double doors at the front of the church or even walks on campus? Are there some simple things that we can do that maybe Jesus did that we can follow? I think the biggest one is just accepting them as they are. Um, because many times we we try to point out the sin that they have just to not see our sins by ourselves. Um, and we have to come to understanding that we're all sinners and that since we're all sinners, we're all, we're all humans and we're all the same. It doesn't matter the color of our skin. It doesn't matter our social standing. It doesn't matter mm. our economical background. We're all the same. To God, we're all the same. There's no one that has more money than the other because there's a story of Zacchaeus. Um, to Jesus, Zacchaeus was just another human. Mm. Even though Zacchaeus was one of the wealthiest people on the, at during that time, or Mary Magdalene, uh, I think Pastor Michael talked about it in his sermon, how Mary Magdalene came with the oil, with with the perfume, oil, the perfume, yeah, yeah, yeah. and dumped it on, on on Jesus' feet to wash his feet, and then uncover her hair to clean the feet of Jesus. And he said that during that time, that was a huge cultural shock, yeah, because women were not allowed to show their hair to other men, and Mary Magdalene showing her hair to Jesus was something that out of out of the norm during that time. Mm -hmm. it, Jesus didn't do anything about it. He accepted her the way she was, even though she, all all her flaws and all her her background. Jesus did not look at her any other way. Mm. And I think it's something we have to do. We have to see each other as the way Jesus saw us, as humans, as humans that we have all sinned, and we need love for each other. Alan, what do you think? Um, I would say to show, manifest in a visual, practical way you occur that the person is there where you are, mm. that you mind, that that you're actually excited or happy to see the person walking in or actually like to look the person to look at the person, to look at his or her eyes, stretch their hand. And um, I cannot stop thinking about uh, there was one time the, my, my dad, he's well, a friend of him from his job, from his from work. He's a very successful person back at home. And he, 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 he's got money, honestly. Like he, he's got, he's, we would say like he's rich. And there was one, this one time that we, we came from a basketball game. So I'm all sweaty. I'm not smelling that nice. Sure. And we go to the mall, we go to the movies and guess who we get to see in the line to the, to the movies. That this person, like this very rich person, like, I don't know what he's doing there, but he's there. So I look at him and I'm like, oh my gosh, like his car is probably worth like five times what I'm gonna make when I graduate. And I look at him and like like his shirt, like everything looks so nice. And he's right there. I'm all sweaty. My dad says, Hey, this is my son, Alan. And I I, I didn't think about like reaching out my hand. I'm like, bro, like I I honestly this is a grown mindset, but I was like in a with different level. Yeah. Which is something I don't believe anymore. But by the time I was like like we're not on the same on the same level. Like he's not gonna reach out to stretch my hand. And when I just looked at her at at, at them and him and his wife, 
his wife literally back at home in Mexico we greet by a kiss on the on the cheek uh-huh. which is something a culture something yep. normal and I'm sweaty I'm smelling bad I got like a shirt a really old shirt all sweaty and without me even thinking like they're, me thinking they're not gonna like make physical contact like she like hugs me and and then greets me with a kiss on the on the cheek mm. and then he does and then he stretches my hand and gives me a hug and I felt so welcome mm. in that moment like that that's like the practical or visual scene that comes to my mind when I think about showing her that that you care that the person is there to make mm. the person walk feel mm. welcome sometimes we well, you said the question was like how can we improve as a campus to a loving community yeah a campus or church is to be more of an accepting community yeah I would say like being selfless not not in the way of necessarily like uh like helping them serving because it's easy to be like oh you know you're in a food bank you know you just give stuff that's cool but but selfless as in like sometimes we're we're so caught up in like in our own walk with god that we don't have time for others and that's that's a problem Mm -hmm. when it becomes like fanatical you know so i and that's all of us we all have been like no this person's bad i'm not gonna associate and that's when we don't have we don't see people like god sees them mm. and we're his mission that's why he says like in john 4 like my meat is to do the will of my father it, which is to help you know people with the samaritan woman and meet with the you know everybody so yeah just being selfless and, and seeing everyone like jesus i think we and it all starts with us you know our relationship with god so yeah there's a lot of work to do but god is patient with us so mm. for sure My favorite stories in the Bible are Jesus' interactions with people that he has one-on-one. And I'm just kind of curious, um, what is what is one thing that uh, that you think Jesus did phenomenally well when it came to treating people? And, and you guys can have the same one or the different thing, but a certain characteristic of Jesus that you saw when he was dealing with people that you loved the most. It's just awesome how in repeated occasions the scene is crowded like it's lots and lots of people mm. and most part of the time the configuration is singular when he's talking to someone like it's the place is full but jesus is right here my foot my the spotlight is on you yeah like the one i'm talking to is you and in a good manner, right? Like in a friendly, welcoming, warm way. And that that's something that I just, I, I wish I could do. Like for me, it's very hard like to have a lot of people in front of me and focus on one person only. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, man, he does it so good. <laughs> <laughs> he does it so good. It's, it's something that I love. I think for me, it's his willingness to spend time with us. The willingness to spend time with those that we're in need. And I think many times um, it's something that we don't do. Ooh. Sometimes we don't act upon because we don't like to spend time with those that we don't necessarily like mm-hmm. or those that we don't necessarily enjoy spending time with. And I think it's something that Jesus did perfectly. Um, those that were in sin, he spent time with. Zacchaeus, he went to eat at his house. Mary Magdalene, spent time with her the 
Pharisees, the people that ended up crucifying him, he spent a time with them. Yeah. So Jesus liked to spend time with those that share different opinions than him. Mm. And it's something that it, it amazes me because I'm one of those persons that if I don't agree with you or if we have nothing in common, then I won't spend time with you because what are we going to talk about? And it's something that I have to learn myself to do to spend time with those that have difference th than me, that are different than me, those that share different opinions. But it, it's it's hard, but Jesus did it so well mm -hmm. that we just sometimes take it for granted when we read the Bible. Yeah. One thing I really love, you find this in everything, like he was always patient with the person. And I mean, like not necessarily like not only when they didn't have faith, but also like when he was... He was there to not not just heal them physically, but heal them spiritually to get them closer. But he was never in a rush. Like, oh, you know, like he, he wasn't in a rush to just, oh, let's get with the point. You know, God loves you. He was he treated them because they're they're, they're humans. You know, he, yeah. he's a God and that's you know his son, the child of God. So that's one thing that really helps me that even when I, you know, when I mess up, when I when I'm in the wrong, God is still patient with me and I'm still growing. You know, it's a growth thing. So it just loves how, and that's how we should be treating, you know, others with patience as well. So that's for, that's one thing that really, you know, and what Alan said as well, you know, in the crowd, he's humble and everything, but one thing that really gets me is he's patient with the people. Gentlemen, thank you so much for hopping on, uh, on, on Elevate's Retake. You get the honor of kind of kicking off the new, the new season, uh, for us. So thank you guys so much, Josh, appreciate you, Alan, Andres, of course, hopefully, not the not the last time that uh that we get you here on the podcast so thanks again fellas um wherever you are listening around the world i say this all the time you don't know the impact that you can have by some simply clicking that little share button on the episode and throwing it on your facebook or throwing it on your twitter or throwing it on your instagram god will bring this episode to whoever's phone or tablet or computer needs to hear it um, and i appreciate the three men that are in the room that, that that helped us talk about our communities and how Jesus loves people. And hopefully we can do the same. So make sure to stay connected with us. We're going to start pumping out the episodes weekly like we always do. Uh, summer was a little bit of a fun time where a lot of us were gone, and uh, but we're all back. We're ready to rumble. My name is Kelvin, as always. That is Josh, Alan, and Andres. Thank you guys again so much. And we'll see you guys next time. Remember, like we always say, there's always room for one more. <laughs>